it's your boy Roshan Gomez and you have just stepped into Rumah Roy, a safe haven for geeks, nerds, weirdos and the curious. In this house, we like intriguing ideas, good conversations and fascinating people. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different and it might not be for you. It might be more for me <laughs> and I hope that's okay. It's the first episode of the year and to mark the occasion, I thought I would try to do something a little bit different. If this ends up coming off as self-help, I think I would be okay with that. Self-help has a bit of a bad rep and I can understand why. We have books and speakers that more often than not over-promise, over-simplify and under-deliver. Lists like 10 habits that will make you conquer the world or 15 habits that will make anyone attracted to you easily can come off as a scam or at least an over-glorified BuzzFeed article. But it does blow the mind that as a society, we go at such great lengths to pass on knowledge we deem useful, but we seldom educate ourselves on emotional and psychological issues. From preschool, we are taught to count, read and solve problems. But when it comes to navigating communication, love, parenting, we are somehow expected to intuitively know how to act. How many of our world problems would be solved if we simply thought from a young age how to talk to one another in productive manners? How many of the blow-ups of 2020 could have been avoided or at least better navigated if we had been taught about empathy and confrontation? Speaking of 2020, let's talk about it. I remember the year starting off with Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna Bryant and seven others dying from that tragic helicopter crash. I remember there being a airplane crash in Pakistan with over 90 people dying and dozens being injured on the ground. I remember the bushfires in Australia that killed 500 million animals where the killing of George Floyd and the mass protests had erupted across the United States and even the world. That horrible explosion in Lebanon that from what I understand has left at least 300,000 people homeless. We had Chadwick Boseman who had died after a four-year battle with colon cancer. And of course, we have this crazy pandemic that has reportedly killed 1.82 million worldwide. And I can't even fathom the damage it has done to economies around the world. <laughs> it's not surprising that many are calling for a restart in 2021. That 2020 can't count. And I guess, for me here, I would like to differ. I think 2020 not only counts, but it's imperative that it should count. 2020 has actually taught us so much about ourselves and the societies that we are part of. And while it may seem counterintuitive to say this, we did and do live in remarkable times. Up till the pandemic, worldwide poverty had been on a massive decline. Life expectancies had gone way up and the majority of the world lived in relative peace. We had continuous major breakthroughs in science and medicine. Let's not even mention the technological advances we had achieved. Despite all this though, I do think there was a sort of simmering 
sense of discontent all over the world. You could see it with identity politics, liberalism, Trump. I think these were just deeper manifestations of something. What that something is exactly, I really can't say. But COVID-19 did not ruin 2020. It was just the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe the real issue is control. We have access to knowledge and connectivity like never before. But the world now moves, changes and develops at such a rapid rate. It's easy to feel both empowered and completely lost at the same time. I mean, in the past, our religions, cultures and traditions would have helped bind us, give us meaning. Now sometimes they feel woefully inept in helping us to handle this ever-changing landscape we call life. I mean, we, we exchange looking at the stars for navigation to looking at screens for affirmation. And maybe we lost something of ourselves in that, in that transition. What if that good and evil paradigm is inaccurate? Maybe it's better to conceptualize life as this giant, speeding, escalating roller coaster. Some love the speed and others hate it. In 1975, there was this guy called Keith Jarrett. He was a world-renowned jazz pianist and he was booked by a 17-year-old part-time promoter. Her name was Vera Brandes. And he was supposed to play in uh, Cologne, in an opera house in Cologne, Germany. And they had made the appropriate arrangements and in the rider, a specific piano, uh, orchestra-type piano was booked. The normal piano that Jared uses for his performances. What came, however, was a rehearsal piano. And it was not just a rehearsal piano, it was a rehearsal piano that was in bad condition. The keys and pedals were wonky. Um, The piano itself was badly out of tune. And even after hours of tuning and adjusting, it still sounded super shady. And to make things worse, Jared is already a perfectionist, but he had also had like excruciating back pains and so he had problems sleeping and he had like a jet lag from the, the train ride to Cologne. So not surprisingly, a few hours before the show, he refuses to play and he gets ready to leave and go back to his hotel and pack up and just get out of there. But this 17-year-old Vera begs him to, to stay and, and to play. And I think he looking at this 17-year-old girl it, it, it probably triggered this empathy in him and maybe he recognized that 1,400 people were about to show up for a concert and there was going to be no concert. So he agrees to play. And what happens next can only be described as magical. You know, wearing a damn back brace, he doesn't only get by, but the man, he, he excels. He avoids the the low and high ends of the piano that was busted. And 
he just uses his left hand rolling patterns to strengthen the bass. He, mem- he mesmerizes his audience and he creates a masterpiece. By providence, that concert was recorded and the Cone concert today, to date, is the best-selling piano album of all time. And he did it on a broken piano. There are three things that stood out for me when I read about that story, which is a true story, by the way. (laughs) One is that good things can come from abysmal conditions. Two, Jared was actually in physical pain when he was creating. And three, it could only have happened because of Jared's yes. And I wonder what are the yeses in our own lives that we have to respond to What are the hurts and pains that we can utilize to push us forward? What are the conditions that are propping us up to pivot and innovate? I wonder what masterpieces are waiting to be discovered if only we take that opportunity. When I look at 2020, I don't really look at all the things that have happened to me, but rather the ways I've responded. And to be honest, it's not been that great. There were many times in 2020 where I gave up instead of pushing forward. And most of the time, it was because the circumstances did not meet my expectations. So maybe my 2021 resolution is just to drastically change the way I respond to what life has in store for me. Maybe with a little bit more empathy, openness and creativity. I think that's all I have to say. Um, This episode is a little bit of an experiment. Um, But I want to continue experimenting and trying new formats. I know that it might not stick, but I think stagnating would be worse. So please do let me know what you think. Do you like to hear more of my Guru Gomez reflections? Don't worry, we're not going crazy. I love talking to people and building more genuine and better conversations. I'm really excited for that. We have some stellar guests lined up for January. So yes, doubly excited. Can I also just take this time to thank each and every one of you for listening and supporting. Every like, comment, share and follow is so, so appreciated. Some of you have even reached out to offer like financial support and we're definitely looking into that. We're looking at hiring a video editor to edit and cut our videos for YouTube. So we can like circulate clips and, and just get more people to listen to our content. We also want to invest in better lights and better sound equipment so that the quality of the production can go up. So yeah, co- contributions would be greatly appreciated. We are workshopping a few ideas right now and when we firm up the details, we'll be the first to know. Rumaroy has a long way to go, but we're enjoying the ride. We've met, really we've met... A, a lot of amazing people in and outside of the podcasting community here in Malaysia. And we're just so humble and proud of this little thing we've managed to put together for this past six months now. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, We really, really do appreciate it. And we hope that this time, this weird, weird times and this 2021 will be not only a better or more comfortable or more safe year for you, but it's going to be ch- 
challenging enough for you to create great things and be great people in whatever fashion or in whatever way that means. Yeah, I'm rambling a little bit now. So yes, we wish you and your families a fantastic 2021. May our salaries be uncut and our bonuses be plentiful. As always, stay safe, stay healthy and stay good. Peace. And we are done. Yeah.